on the second season premiere of the Third Gallon Podcast. Here, the snow never bothered me anyway. Oh, you. <laughs> no. In a world filled with chaos and danger. Everything sucks. Everybody's horrible. Let's do this. A band of adventurers come together to take on a simple job. You are here to solve one problem that I have no desire to solve for myself. For this, you'll be paid 50 bison. That might not be so simple, after all. It, it can jump up and, and bite a man and swallow them all in one gulp, I tell you. Season 2 begins. You are the least choicest nug. <laughs> now. Battle not with monsters, lest ye become a monster. For if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes back into you. Frederick Nietzsche, Beyond Good and Evil I consider gazing into the abyss utter foolishness. There are many things in the world much more worth gazing into. Dandelion, Half a Century of Poetry I have been waiting <laughs> for this moment right here. For 300 years. For a very long time. It's been 300 so years long. specifically. <laughs> I've been waiting to play this game for over three years, actually. You've been waiting for a yeah. while. You've been waiting so long that in the mid, 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 in, in, since you started <laughs> waiting, you <laughs> built a Witcher in Pathfinder. Yeah. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I bought this game. It came out in 2018. I bought it as soon as I could buy it. I don't know if they did like a funding Kickstarter kind of thing or not, um, but I bought it as soon as the book was available in 2018. My book is so old that it's kind of half useless because it's the first printing and so much errata has come out. <laughs> I actually just bought, this will date the episode a little bit, a uh, third printing book because they just came out and uh, it's nice to have everything in it. Um, but I was so stoked about it. I basically wrote an entire Witcher class for Pathfinder First Edition, still available at wizardlevels.com, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a big Witcher uh, fan, as many of these people at this table know. But yeah. before we get in what? to all the witchery goodness, welcome to season two, everybody. <gasps> Yay! It's kind of crazy to believe we've actually made it to season two. I know, right? I thought we were going to die before now. I, I didn't. Life? I didn't know I if we were going to so, make it through the first season or not. Yeah, we did. We did. We put out a complete first season with a meta episode, like yeah. done and dusted. How meta? For those of you who are just turning tuning in, <laughs> and uh, and aren't put off yet. Hey, you remember uh, how Jacob more. said that he thought he was going to die? Yeah, I know. I'm about to go kill him. Very fun. Uh, <laughs> I oh, oh, very fun. would like to introduce you, if you've never listened to us, if you're just now tuning in to our two-bit show, welcome to the Third Gallon Podcast. This is a show 
We started it to, to play all the stupid games that we buy. All the great games. And never end up playing. You buy it because you look at it and it looks amazing and you put it on your shelf and it sits there for 300 yeah. years. But not because of bad game, just yeah. because Allow we're addicted to, to Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a stupid game. It was a stupid purchase because of all the other games Uncalled on your shelf. for. Uh, it's okay? not true. It is better than hey, calling the games. Derek and Jacob items. have this habit of collecting things like games that they're not going to uh, use. You should look at their Steam podcast. library. Oh, don't go I, there. Hold on. Whoa, yeah. No, no. This <laughs> podcast is a direct result of trying to actually play the games they never mm-hmm. thought they'd get to do. Then it's a good thing I'm we bought them. I'm surprised that you haven't done something we, like that to your Steam lists. This is they insane. They did, though. Do we you remember did. playing through alphabetical? The alphabetical playthrough? Yeah. Oh, I know because Jacob well, showed me one and it pained <laughs> him so much to play that game well if you're new to the show why don't we go around the table real quick and introduce ourselves again i'm not new to the show shut up i'm derek (laughs) i'm the gm i run the games i do a little too much work especially for this season because i'm into it um and uh, i've also kind of put the show together uh, on the back end a little bit let's go around the table Drow, do you want to talk about yourself? You look like you're in pain. I am in so much pain. You're welcome. Oh, uh, <laughs> hi. My name is Drow. I am a Zazem, and I am seconds from revealing my villain backstory and just slaughtering the entire room. Hi. Hey, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm I'm Jacob. I think I am seconds away from being slaughtered, <laughs> and I will not stop. <laughs> You know what? I, I can appreciate that. You've you've really done a lot to help my character develop. Is it a good thing? That's still to be determined. Oh, it's a great thing. Well, then I guess I'll continue this. Um, I'm Kat, and as my description on the website says, I am rightfully disappointed in all of you. Hey! hey. <laughs> it was apt when I wrote it. It's still apt today. I, I love it. I don't know why, but Uh, I do. It just perfectly describes it for me. Well, (laughs) now we've introduced ourselves to any of the new listeners here. Um, Oh, and they're new. Yes. Oh, Oh my God. That's what that was about. (laughs) Can I throw something at Jacob, please? I'm on a roll. Just write it down on your sticky notes and uh, unload after the. the I'm going to serve you on a roll. Season two started, everybody. (laughs) I also want to talk about. All of our background with the subject matter we're going to be playing with. Um, as I said before, I'm probably the most Witcher obsessed person here. I would say probably by a good bit. I got into the Witcher franchise by playing The Witcher Three, which is not uncommon. Uh, that's an excellent video game, and I loved it so much that I bought the role playing game, and then I wrote a Pathfinder First Edition supplement, which is phenomenal, and it also has Hero Lab uh, compatibility. Yep, yep, not the two. I was very porn. proud of that. Classic. Rightfully Hero Lab so, classic, the right one. <laughs> Rightfully so. Wizardlevels.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then after that, before the Netflix <laughs> show came out in 2019, uh, Drow and I actually both listened to the first two uh, short story collections of the Witcher books on audiobook form. Phenomenal books. They were great. Um, I've also seen uh, the two seasons. I think I haven't finished the last episode of season two because I pace it day by day. Uh, I've seen the, the the Witcher Netflix season and I've also watched the Nightmare of the Wolf 
thing. The only thing I really haven't done is played the uh, Witcher 1 and 2 games. I think I've started one at le- the Witcher 1 at least once and never finished it. They're a little harder for me to get into these days, but I was a good boy and recapped the entire story and all the decision trees that you can make in them to kind of get prepped for this game. Uh, you say you've uh, consumed most of the media around The Witcher. Yes. Have you played the Gwent game? Yes, um, oh. I'm just not a really big card person, card game person. I played it in The Witcher 3. No, no, I mean the Gwent game. I know, I know. I, the one in The Witcher 3 got me a lot more than the actual Gwent card game. Mm-hmm. I just, I played through, I think, the tutorial and I was just eh on it. Mm, I'm just not a big card game person. Although, friend of the show, obviously first time mentioning him, oh my God. Micah mm. loves card games. and I've been trying to bully him into playing it. Um, uh, <laughs> but he's stuck on magic uh, after yeah, telling me, oh, I don't game. think I want to do magic. I'm a hipster and I like things that aren't popular. I'm going to play Yu-Gi-Oh. A month oh, I later, can so identify Mag- with that. He started playing magic. Magic's As if game. Yu-Gi-Oh isn't popular. I know. I, I know, mean, I, I can know. identify with the inner hipster thing, not Every the Yu-Gi-Oh thing. The thing about Micah that- is he thinks he isn't a hipster, but he really deeply is and unavoidably so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my Witcher experience and Yu-Gi-Oh with experience with Micah Drow. And brief Micah slander. Yes. <laughs> I, I used to follow the person who did the art for Gwent on Tumblr back in its heyday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I really liked seeing the process stuff that they uploaded. I don't think that they upload anymore there, which is understandable because Tumblr is dying. And that makes me big sad. That's your only experience with the Witcher franchise? No, I love Gerald. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Sally. And Citrus. And Jennifer. <laughs> I think that Tina is great. And Papadil. Daffodil. Papadil? Can you shut up? Papadil? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new character's name. What? Hang on, I'm going to write that down. Oh my God. <sighs> I'm I'm over, I'm, I actually cried a little bit. Well, if that's all you got to say, <laughs> Jacob, uh, I have played the beginning of The Witcher 2 uh, enough to get the gist of the first bit of the story. And I stopped for reasons, whatever they were. Was it because you tried to hire a whore? No, I didn't make it to a town. I got out of jail, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, then I played Witcher 3. I beat the main one in that, did not get to the DLC, and I've read the first book of short stories. I feel like there's a bit more. I also just, like, I've, I've went down trees of cruising the wiki. Yeah. So, like, I, I got a good gist of what's going on. From what I hear, Blood and Wine is a very fun DLC. Oh, I look forward to playing it, but at that point, I played Witcher for over 100 hours, and I need to take a break from and it. And it was, like, all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So I have the least Witcher experience in the group. I was a little bit scared when it's like, hey, let's all play the Witcher because I was under the impression that was like just fantasy porn. <laughs> like that's oh. what people make it sound like in my in my school of people. Yeah. And uh, so I picked up the first audio book with great trepidation. And then the first page didn't help. No. Oh no, the first page did not help. I think I gave you a warning about it. <laughs> and once I got past the first bit, I was like, "Oh wait, this is an actual story with real characters, I, and they have real conflicts." And I kind of started to like it. Yeah. I've completely forgotten what the first page was. It basically starts out with a smexy scene between oh, him yeah. and a temple priestess. 
Smexy. The voice of reason, part one. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I got past the first the first little part and I was like, oh, it's a story. Yeah. And <laughs> I hadn't done story. much reading in a long time and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it opens I found up the characters the, really listen, fascinating. We, we read the plitch the <sighs> We read the Witcher for the plot. There we go. The Plitcher. <laughs> The Plitcher for the lot. I'm done. You know what? You could do episode one without me. Please, me too. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it when we were going around, but I didn't just read the short story books. I went through all of them in preparation for this. I know this season when it's coming out is like, looks like it's trying to capitalize on The Witcher season two on Netflix hype train. But like, I started working on this for season two. Before it was cool. In like July. We're all it. I finished. Except for me, because I got on after it got cool. I finished all the novels in like end of November. Like I crushed through this content because I'd love it so much. But yeah, that's enough about uh, us and our quick background with the franchise. I hope I edit that down because that was a lot of tangent. Thank you, Jacob, very much. <laughs> um, I don't control the tangent. But like tangent but control I him. Control this cosine. Shut up. The main thing I want everyone coming into this season to take away is that no matter if you've uh, come from the Netflix show, the games, the books, even if you've never even consumed any Witcher content at all, we're hoping to make this show something accessible to you. Um, we want to like show you the Witcher world and what it's like to do a role-playing game in it. Um, and also, like you know, as it comes up, talk about stuff that happens there. This world is very, very deep with lore and interesting stories. And we want uh, everything we do to maybe kind of feel a little witchery. I can't guarantee it. I do play with a group of absolute chuckle fucks <laughs> when it comes to storytelling. I take great offense to that. I resemble that remark. You are that remark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we hope that uh, this show is something interesting for all of you. And if you've never consumed any witcher content and you think this is super cool, you know, maybe start listening to the books. Check out the show if that's your thing. Um, play the games. Who knows? Or pick up this game. Uh, but speaking of this game, the Witcher RPG is developed by our Talsorian Games, um, famous for Cyberpunk 2020. They This is an officially like licensed, I think, CD Projekt Red thing. And it's really good. This game is amazing. It has a ton of love poured into it for the, the franchise and everything. It's going to be a lot more complicated than Forbidden Lands was if you're coming from our first season. That one is a little bit more rules light. I wouldn't call it a completely rules light game, but... um, Compared to this? Compared to this, it absolutely (laughs) is. Now, this isn't completely like a Shadowrun kind of game either. Like, there's more complicated games out there than this one for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, it's it's there's a lot of rules in this. And we're going to go from trying to roll less you know, only when it matters to this is a little bit more like what you'd expect in D&D where you roll more often. But like the combat is going to be very chunky. And I don't say that in a way that to make you scared, like it's it's kind of fun how nitty gritty it gets. That's like the point of this game. I think it uses the name for it as the interlock system. Ooh. I'm not sure if that's the exact name or not, but it's, it's D10 based. So if you're coming from a Pathfinder D&D, other D20-based role-playing game, this will feel very familiar, except you're using D10s instead of D20s. Um, it's definitely got some nuance to it. Uh, it feels very swingy at times <laughs> in, in a fun way. Um, it's very deadly. Um, if you're familiar with Cyberpunk Red or Cyberpunk 2020, th- those role-playing games by Artel Sorian, the mechanics here are going to be similar to that, but obviously more medieval fantasy. 
So yeah, that's the system. A brief overview for those who may not know about the Witcher world before we get in. Here, here, I got this. Everything sucks. Everybody's horrible. Let's do this. You're right. Nobody to is go nice. a little <laughs> bit in depth, except uh, uh, for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Kind of a super brief history. There was this thing a long time ago called the conjunction of the spheres, where a lot of like worlds or dimensions collided um, and humans and monsters are technically not all native to this world that you're in and what are witchers witchers are these monster hunter people that have been like specially trained and mutated to go uh, protect people and fight these monsters and the setting here is going to be in like the northern part of quote the continent which is basically the name for the land mass that the world of the witcher takes place on You've got these northern kingdoms. We don't need to get all into the geopolitics of it because I could be here for hours talking about that. <laughs> the main thing to know is there's a big war going on when this game is set. This is set between The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3. The northern key kingdoms are fighting this big empire to the south called Nilfgaard. And that's basically it. This is kind of a low fantasy, mid to low magic game, I would say. Mm. I feel like that's fairly apt. Um, it feels a lot more... The world is. Yes, uh, yes. As, if, as we play, it may not feel exactly, but that's the way the world is set up. The, the setting is a lot more like typically medieval European than some other fantasy settings are. A lot more parallels between medieval Europe and the way this is set up because the author, I believe, is a pretty big history guy in addition to being a writer. And yeah, that's the kind of setup going in. With all that being said, we finally made it through my intro bit 20 minutes later as of recording. I hope I, it's not like that for you guys after editing. Are you guys ready to play? Eh. Yeah, you, know, you came all the way here. You don't want to eh. play? Nah, let's go get McDonald's. Yeah. I already I had McDonald's today. Burger King. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to play. All right. Well, I'm going to read something that I'm going to read every time before we get ready to play because the prompt has come become a little bit of a tradition here. Let's get into this. Long ago, the worlds collided in a cataclysm known as the conjunction of the spheres. Chaos filled the world as vampires, ghouls, trolls, humans, and other monsters poured into the world. The witchers, mutated by magic and alchemy, were created by human mages to stem the tide. Hundreds of years later, monsters are rare, but evil remains. As war ravages the northern kingdoms, Dangerous monsters lurk without and within, in the world of the Witcher. How's that do on the prompt, guys? I like it. I like it. I saw it's you good. laughing to yourself in the middle of it there, Jacob. Just, I love the fact that you put humans with all the other monsters and other monsters. It is on purpose. <laughs> humans are monsters. We mm-hmm. can straight up be monsters. Indeed. Bark. Bark. So thankfully... As we set up our adventure for today, uh, we're playing through the Book of Tales by Artelsorian Games. They have this wonderful thing that they do where they give you a background to read aloud to set us all up. <gasps> Ooh! Way up in the north, in the mountains of Kovir and Povis, the wind whips whirls of powdered white as it blows across the snowdrifts that bank your neat, magically cleared path. Perched on a ridge above you is an imposing stone structure gleaning in the afternoon sun, which you know to be High Watch, home apparent to the High Mountain Society of Sorceresses. 
You know this because you've been summoned to solve a nebulous, urgent matter by one of these sorceresses by the name of Louise von Adelaide. Judging by her note, she seemed rather upset, so tread lightly. So as you approach, why don't we take a look at the party of people coming up to High Watch, home of the High Mountain Society of Sorceresses. Drow, why don't you describe your character? Perhaps not leading the way, but certainly looking as though they are confident as they approach, is a six-foot-tall, exceptionally pale elf. At long, white hair, vibrant, violet eyes, and they're probably dressed in full wintry clothes, but if you could peek at, like, their shoulders and across their hips, they have desaturated blue tattoos similar to the patterning on bone china. Awesome. Beautiful. Jacob, who else is in this group? Well, if you look at them, they see a, a fellow short stature. Uh, he's a dwarf by the name of Rothnug, a nug to his friends. Uh, he's wearing his cold weather gear, so he's bundled up, but he's got his armor on as well. Helmet, a big old a bunch of medium armor. You can use your imagination. <laughs> uh, uh, you look at his head. If you see it, he's got shaved sides, but uh, the hair in the middle is gathered together and uh, uh, braided, much like in the uh, Viking style. I suppose in this game would be the Skellig style. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he's got uh, war paint on, noticeably. He's got a uh, uh, war paint of two cat eyes over his... I'm going okay, to leave the talk to the accent to the accent. <laughs> he's got like war paint for uh, cat eyes over his <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And uh, hanging around his neck is a in the style of the Witcher medallions from the third game. It is the head of a goat, but it's carved out of wood. It doesn't look nearly as good. And instead of like rubies or gems for the eyes, it's two stones that he's wedged in there. Um, is it painted silver? It is not. Uh. Uh, and then he's got like a sword on his back and a shield. And the, uh, yeah, that's Nug. Your turn, cat. So, um, <clears throat> and also in the group, you see a human female, um, very tall, like, Built like a football player, but female. Like, you know, women can have that big, buff, shouldery look, too. Um, and she has traveling winter clothes, but maybe not quite as heavily bundled as the others. Like, perhaps she's not as bothered by the cold. Um, <clears throat> no. Do not. <laughs> anyway. I was just laughing. I was just laughing. She has short cropped hair and she does wear an eye patch and she carries a long sword and an assortment of crafting material items. All right. There eye might patch. even be a few like sooty patches on some of her clothes even. Big lady with the eye patch. Yes. So... Side note here, I'm very excited to play this because this is we're playing the Witcher RPG. We don't have a single Witcher character. <laughs> and yes. honestly, I think that's kind of fun. Um, you just wait till Nug dies. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, just for clarity, speaking of Nug, we have... What is your character's name, Drow? Viverwin. Viverwin? What is your character's name, Jacob? His name is Hrothnug. Nug to his friends. Nug to his friends. And what is your character's name, Kat? Her name is Ineth. 
All right. Well, you all start making your way across the uh, cobblestone uh, path up to this lodge. I've posted art for it uh, in our Discord if you want to take a look. It is beautiful. I love the low contrast right at the center of it, maybe just a little bit to the left where there's a lot of light. Oh, it's it's gorgeous looking. It really shows that the fact that there is snow all around because whenever it's snowy out, everything is super bright. This translates to audio very well. <laughs> I'm, I'm describing it. I oh, know, I'm just making a joke. We'll try to have art for this up in the video and also on social media. Uh, but for those listening, it's this stone lodge uh, with a balcony on a second floor. Uh, there's two big chimneys on either end of it. It's kind of like a cross between a, like a, a stone mansion kind of and like a Viking hall, would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds, yeah. It's sturdy, but it's somewhat decorative. Right, It has right. the crossing beams at the apex of the roof, like a Viking house. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like rounded structures to it too. So it looks like a cross between that and something out of like a very fancy Victorian home. It's lovely. Yeah. It's kind of art deco. A little bit, yeah. A little dwarven. Uh, so you Maybe go. That's a good description for it. You go up to the uh, entrance and you see um, on the ground. Uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you can see this in the artwork, but there's these tiny little glowing sigils in the stones. Oh, yeah. Um, and you'll notice because it's snowing, not super heavily, but like the wind's whipping and the snow's coming down, but the path remains super cleared. And if you look down at it, you see these little magical runes uh, engraved. Uh, Viv or Vivervin, uh, you would know this to be the sign of Ard engraved on the ground. That must have oh, taken fire? so mm. long to do. Ard is like wind or force. It's oh, the okay. force blast from the Witcher. Correct. It's a sign. Yeah. It is a sign, yeah. It's a Witcher uh, sign. Well, it's also like a sign is something anyone yeah. with a little magical aptitude can do, but yeah, Witchers do use them. Uh, all right. That's the only magic a Witcher can use. Correct. Or signs. Do you have something to say, Jacob? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. You and I can talk later. All right. <laughs> so as you come up, uh, you walk across the, the cleared stone path up to it. Are you going to take one? No. Okay. Nug doesn't know what that would do. <laughs> you come up to the door and you knock um, and you're greeted by the, the person who has summoned you, Louise von Adelaide. Uh, she is this... Um, blonde sorceress. She has like light gray blue eyes with blonde hair that hangs down uh, over her shoulders. And she's dressed in a, a a dark pink dress with puffed shoulders and it's decorated with like shiny gold trimming and these like gold ribbon patterns. And she comes up to you guys and says, oh, you're on time, but only barely. Uh, come in, warm yourselves. We'll discuss the matter at hand when you've had an hour to shake off your travels. Um, you will be on your way again shortly, so it is unnecessary for you to unpack. Uh, please avail yourselves of the washroom. Uh, your boots go to my right. If you have neglected to pack slippers, you will find some for borrowing in the basket beneath the coat rack to my left. Uh, in the meantime, I have some other things to attend to. Make yourselves comfortable. Farewell. I'll be with you shortly. What do you guys do? I are, uh, are, are we supposed to have our own slippers? Do they not just wear their shoes indoors? This place Have is fancy. Have you seen the floors? Have I what? Have you looked at the floors here? Yeah, they're floors. They're the, meant to be walked on. The wood would be ruined. I, well, then they should have used uh, better materials for the floor. 
Inef walks over to the slippers. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I'm not uh, used to this stuff. He'll take off his boots and put on slippers. Ooh, but they are, they do feel nice. I have my own slippers. I'm sure you do. So you come inside, um, and to describe it, it's just as beautiful on the inside as it is without. Um, I'm going to post, again, some more art. This book is full of art. Give me all that art. Um, This is going to have some other people that you see in this room in it, uh, including a picture of Louise Von Adelaide. There's other people in this room, or is it just us right now? She's the one that greeted you, but there's two other people here. So there's some artwork of the inside. Uh, Louise Von Adelaide is the person in the middle. Uh, You see these other two people. Uh, Inside, it's like, yeah. The one on the right, the leather jacket looks like it came straight out of cyberpunk. A little bit, yes. Um, So as you enter, uh, you see like a huge room, big enough to be a ballroom for a good number of people. But there's also like uh, some tables set out in it right now, some little round tables with uh, cushioned seats. Uh, And seated on a couple of these seats, there's two other sorceresses. And whenever you guys are done like coming in out of the cold, taking off your shoes and everything, they'll come up and greet you. The two that come up, uh, at least in the artwork, are the two on the outside. The one on the right side of the, the artwork, I'll describe her for audio form people. She says, hello, my name is Katrin Pierce. Uh, it's good to meet you. Uh, she has these brown eyes and hair wore in a loose bun. Uh, she has, again, that like dark blue leather-looking overcoat with that high collar. And she noticed like she has a bunch of like different rings on her hand and everything. Uh, and she says, uh, it's good to meet you. My name is, is Katrin Pierce. Who, who all are you? Hey, my name's Rothnug. Uh, Nug to me friends. You can call me Nug if you'd like. Uh, this is this, 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 this. I'll let them introduce themselves. Okay. You go first. Rothnug is very uncomfortable here. Okay. <laughs> oh, so nice to meet you. I'm Ina. Oh, nice to, nice to, oh, you're going to, your accent's going to kill me. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's lovely to meet you too, Aineth. Uh, And then you are? Viverwin. Viverwin, okay. That's a nice, uh, and she name. Do I recognize you? Are you, have you ever been to Eretuza, the magical school for sorceresses? Viverwin raises a very elegant, well-manicured hand and taps the side of her nose. Acknowledging it, but not saying it aloud. Oh, I see you haven't. Well, pleasure to make your acquaintance here at the, the High Mountain Society. All of us here are Eretuza graduates, and it's, it's, it's rare to come across another one. It's a sorority. Kind of. This is a human, right? Yes. So, Viverwin was probably at Eretuza before her time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Oh, because magic means they could be as old as you. Yeah. But you could have also, it's like, you don't just go to Eratusa for a couple of years. Like, you spend yeah. a long time there. Yeah. So you could have overlapped at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I think we settled that Riverwind spent at least 20 years there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to meet you. We don't see many other sorceresses at all these days. We're trying to found this, this little society. As you know, it's, it's not easy being a mage these days, to put it lightly. And we wanted to kind of recreate the camaraderie that we had at our time in Eretuza without all the high-minded politics that came with the Brotherhood or the Lodge. Would you be interested in joining the society? It is definitely intriguing. Oh, 
No pressure, no pressure, but we would love to have the company, especially another graduate from Eratusa. Um, oh, my manners. Uh, I didn't introduce my friend here. This is Clarice de Claudine. She says, hello, my name's Clarice. I'm other member of the society up here. Uh, she's the person on the left side of the image. She has a brown eyes, short kind of auburn hair. She's wearing a short, slim-fitted, uh, like faded indigo vest coat looking thing without sleeves and she it's got like turquoise trim on it um blue it's slate gray it's blue on my it's screen it looks gray. indigo blue it's slate she's um, the only one that doesn't make Ina feel entirely outclassed yeah, she's a little <laughs> bit more uh quiet here but uh Ketrin speaks up again she says well I, I assume you'll hear about something with that party uh Luis is planning uh, we're all very excited about it. It's uh, it's going to be a big event for our, our society. We're hoping to, you know, make a lot more friends and connections here. We have a, quite the guest lists of sorceresses. Oh. By the way, uh, I know you're, you don't know have you don't have to commit to joining the society by any means. But if you want to uh, come to the party, you're more than welcome to come and bring a plus one. <laughs> I, can, uh, I wish I was able to take a picture. I was given the most excited slash pleading look. Nug automatically assumes he is going to be the plus one. And Inef just stands back trying not to get awkward because there's three of them and that was one plus one is two invites. I know. <laughs> just, just standing there trying to be nice and not make a face. Uh, do you have, uh, speaking of Ineth, um, do you have, I know you have like your <laughs> gear with you, which includes uh, peek behind a screen, your Tinker's Forge. Do you have any uh, any sort of alchemy gear with you? Um, yes, I actually do. Uh, okay. Uh, unless you have something to say to Katrine, she did just invite you to the party. Uh, Viverwin. Viverwin is still thinking. Uh, oh, take take your time. You don't have to make a commitment to that either. But episode one, we've already yeah. lost a party member. We'd love <laughs> to have you at the party. It's not for another week. Um, I assume that's what Louise has called you for some for party business. That's what she's been obsessing over. You know, uh, Louise. Uh, but uh, do I know Louise? I don't know Louise. No. I might. You maybe have heard of her, but you probably don't know her very well, if at yeah. all. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, any other sorceress, especially Eratusa graduate, and an A and she at that, you don't see many elves come from the school. At this point, Clarice, the short-haired one, notices some of your adventuring gear because you haven't set it down yet, and uh, says to Ina, "Do you uh, do you work at Alchemy at all?" Oh, I dabble, darling. You, you dabble? Oh, I. That's uh, Alchemy's kind of the thing that I I I do around here. It's my 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 special thing. Uh, oh, how delightful! You must tell me about it. Oh yeah, I um that that grin you make every time you talk. With you the have accents, to, or you can't do the accent it just properly. It looks like you know you're going to mess up Derek's accents, and you're reveling in it. You know you have to. If you don't maintain no. the grin, it you lose the vocal posture. Uh, I, I know, I know. But still, you just got that grin staring. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is just how you talk whenever you're doing this. We call it Minnesota nice. (laughs) It's the same thing as, oh, bless your heart. (laughs) No, it's it's less, more veiled than that. Southerners are outright insulting you of a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Am I going to be a distraction with my voice? No, No, you're good. Okay. Uh, But she says, I 
Uh, not everyone here is into to alchemy, you know, so like, I don't know. It's, it's good to see you. If you ever need anything alchem- alchemy-wise while you're hanging out here, you know, just hit me up. Like, I don't know. I, my, my, my favorite thing is, you know, you're working on something new experiment-wise and you, you send your eyebrows a little bit with, your, with the energy too much, you know? Oh, I know. I'm mostly following the the healing parts of alchemy. I like oh, it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, I specialize in the more violent sides of alchemy for fun sometimes, so... Uh, yeah. Ufta, wants- so exciting! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's op. Op Ufta is when no, no, something no. bad violence. happens, right? It's violence! Uh, but that okay, all right. Jacob, all right. don't you know it. the difference between Ope and Ufta? I listened to the same <laughs> video she did. <laughs> Ines, I think that there is a lot that you could learn from this woman. Oh, I'm sure. And I can tell you from personal experience that you will find no greater master than another sorceress. Just not me. <laughs> another Nug. sorceress. The medallion around your necklace <laughs> does nothing. Oh. He nods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys can make yourself comfortable uh, unless there's anything you want to. Uh, Nug will approach the nicest, like the nicest looking one, not in clothing, but in personality. Probably the short haired one. Uh-huh. And he'll be like. That'd be Clarice. Clarice. Yeah. Be like a uh, Clarice. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, my name's Nug. I introduced myself back there. I did it again. It doesn't matter. Um, I've heard. Uh. I've uh, I've heard that uh, some lame, layman's people, people aren't necessarily uh, gifted with magic, could learn to uh, cast things like signs, kind of like the uh, witchers do. Is there a uh, truth to this? Oh, well, I mean, magic is a hard skill to develop, and it requires a certain amount of just inborn talent to to work with. How how does one tell if they've got uh, talent? Have you ever, like, I don't know, accidentally, you know, opened a door? It just felt like it, you did it with your mind. Uh, you went to go light a candle and seen it was already uh, lit. So, stuff like that. Little magical mishaps kind of reveal a hidden talent. Oh, he'll, he'll look a little bit crestfallen and be like, I, er, I can't say that I've done that. Oh, I, uh, uh, well, this is awkward now. Well, er... It's okay. It's not your fault. It's my fault for not uh, being magical. It's my existence that's the problem. The witchers in specific <laughs> are <laughs> mutated and developed so that they have, their magical abilities are enhanced. To get that glint back into his eye. Do, uh, do you know how they do this? I mean, I've... Or is this a haven't studied mutagens very much? Oh, okay. And I imagine they're pretty guarded about what witches are left in the world are guarded about their mutagens and secrets. I see. Well, thank you for your time. I won't waste any more of it. <laughs> He'll walk away. He looks okay. sad. Viverwin is going to sidle up next to her. <laughs> he will bounce back very fast. Oh. He has <laughs> a short attention span. Oh, I see. Is he want to be a witcher of some sort? I think that he... Is this a career aspiration for him? I think that he has an idolization for them, but I Uh, cannot say in particular if that is his goal. You know, at a a distance, I mistook him for a dwarven witcher with his little (gasps) medallion, but then I noticed it was carved from wood and (gasps) thought better of it. (laughs) 
I, I think that is the goal that he is going for. Sort of like whenever you get too close to a painting, you can see all the individual strokes. Yeah. If, if you look at him from a distance, I think that's what he's trying to portray. If you tilt your head and squint just the right way, he almost looks like one. Uh-huh. If Have only, you ever seen a dwarven witcher? If only me? Nug could hear this conversation, he'd start <laughs> crying. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, as you well know, witchers are a little bit more of a rare sighting nowadays with monsters being less and less prevalent, so I'm hard-pressed to see even a normal witcher, but let alone a dwarven one. See if Ina for what we're with um with Rothnug right now, she go she'd tell him that he's a fine example. It's a lovely medallion. I'm sure you have more magic than you know. Oh, he knows his medallion is wonderful. <laughs> so many interesting <laughs> breeds are becoming rare sightings these days. Yeah. You and I, I included with how they hunt down magic. I imagine you would know, especially with your people. <laughs> the A and she. Is there a uh, is there like a um appetizer spread out somewhere uh there's like their food some fruit and oh. maybe like finger foods nothing like super fancy broth nugs going to grab a plate and load up okay is As it is all life. fruit and vegetables more, or is like any meat way or? more than is no. probably cheese. appropriate maybe some cheese like piled like some some light cheese but no like meat like a brie yeah like a brie Inef grabs some cheese on her plate. <laughs> you sit down, you sit around the fireplace, you have a snack. Uh, and after about maybe 30 minutes or so, Louise comes back down. And she comes up and she, uh, you can tell that she's like, you never seen like a person that's in the mood of like, they're working on something and they're just from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Like mom's cleaning a house before family comes over. Huh. So she comes back down from upstairs. Like, this is a big staircase at the end of the hall. Um, and she comes back down from the upstairs and says, uh, walks up to you guys and says, So let us get to the matter at hand. Um, our society is hosting a party for the most distinguished sorceresses, and it's only in seven days. Um, everything must be perfect. And so my fellow members have trusted for me to plan it as such. You are here to solve one problem that I have no desire to solve for myself. <laughs> Uh, to the north, there is an ice-cutting village named Withost, or Withost, depending on how you want to pronounce the W, uh, <laughs> on the shores of Lake Tancred. I had paid for a block of natural ice to be delivered from its waters, and last night a boy, uh, Olgar from the village, uh, arrived at High Watch empty-handed, claiming that a four-legged monster of some sort had scared off the temporary workforce and made ice-cutting impossible. We've boarded him in the basement, guaranteeing his father will make good on the contract and provide no impediment to you. For this, you'll be paid 50 byzant, a fair sum to pay to kill a simple warg. Yes. How's that translate to crowns? Uh, I think that's four crowns per byzant, so that would 200? be 200. Yeah. Only 200? For it a warg? for a warg. Oh, so the, oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. I thought that we still didn't know what the monster was. Yeah. She said, uh, claiming that a four-legged monster had scared off the temporary workforce. And then she said, 50 byzant should be enough for a war. Uh, do this within seven days, uh, and you'll receive your payment. Arrive late, and there's no payment for you. It's a mere day's journey to the village uh, by foot. Uh, the boy was carrying a map, although it looks like it's a bit smudged in the middle of here. And she hands you guys the map. Everything seem clear? Err... Well, what's her name again? So this is the lady uh, with the blonde hair and yeah. pink. Uh, this is Louise. I miss Louise. Uh, yes. It's assuming that this thing's a warg. About 250 
bison? Byzant, yeah. Byzant sounds pretty reasonable, but uh, what if it's a bit bigger? What if it's a bit tougher? I'm sure a party like yours can handle anything like that. Yes, but we need to make sure we're going to be uh, compensated appropriately for the creature. Why don't you make me, first roll of the game, you can make me a uh, business or persuasion roll. You should have asked me to do it. I told you, you if you let Nug talk, he'll talk, but he's bad at it. (laughs) I love that dynamic. Also, um... I'll probably go with persuasion because it's one higher than my business. (laughs) If it doesn't work out, maybe I'll try to attack, attack it as a business thing. Uh, I do the number first. That is nine plus seven for 16. 16? Yes. All right. So just for clarity here, the way this game works is everything you roll to do is a skill. Just like, um in D&D, Pathfinder, even Forbidden Lands, you have your, you know, what they would call ability scores and then your skills. Uh, in this game, they're called statistics is like your abilities and there's a fair bit more of them in normal than a normal game. You have intelligence, reflex, dexterity, those two are separate, um, body, speed, empathy, crafting, will, and luck. And then there's a lot of skills, like more than I can name. <laughs> um... So for... Oh, but the big difference between this and a lot of the other games is whenever you roll it, like I rolled Persuasion. I have zero Persuasion and seven Empathy, which is what Persuasion falls under. So it's my nine on the die plus seven Empathy plus zero Persuasion for a total of 16. So you add your statistic and your skill to it. Yes. uh, To your D10 roll. Yep, and you roll a D10, much like you would in um, roll a D20 in a, you know, Pathfinder D&D kind of game. Um, And then every roll you're going to make is either going to be against like a DC. Oftentimes those rolls are going to be opposed. So instead of rolling against like, this is a DC 15 persuasion, I have to roll against you. Like if we're negotiating like this, so I'm going to roll Louise's, and I got a one on the D10. <laughs> again, again, again. <laughs> I am the luckiest. <laughs> so obviously you're going to make this, but point of order, when you roll a one in this game on any D10 like skill roll, there's no not necessarily a fumble always associated with that, but you roll again. So I'm going to roll again now, and oh god, I got another one. But that doesn't matter. It's only the 10s Oh yeah, it's only explode. a minus so one. So she's just enthralled so, by your homey cuteness. So I got another one, and that means so I add one plus my, I think it's will, which is eight, so it's nine, and my resist coercion, I think is what it is. Uh, probably. That would be will plus resist coercion minus one, because you got a one and then rolled a one again. So I rolled a one my will is eight for that's the statistic for resist coercion and then my resist coercion skill is seven so that's 15 minus the one i rolled on my second roll which is 14 so if i rolled a one and then i roll again and i got like a 10 it's minus 10 it would be minus 10 again because you got a 10 because the 10 explodes and this works the same way for criticals if you rolled a 10 that would be you know 10 plus your statistic plus your skill yep and then you would roll another die and you would add whatever that is and then re-roll on the 10. So so basically criticals are much more beneficial than fumbles are punishing. Right. Because with a critical you get that 10 plus whatever you roll next. With the 1 you only get minus what you roll next. And because this is a d10 you basically have a 20% chance to either 
critical or fumble. Yeah. Because two of the numbers on the D10 will do that. Yeah. yeah. To your le- listeners who are used to Pathfinder, it is literally a double chance to fail as it is to critically succeed. Yeah. But you can also roll a one and then roll again and with your subtraction, still pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. totally possible. Um, but yeah. So that's a 14. 14. Against my 16. Uh, hey. So. She says, all right, I'll, I'll throw in an extra 15 byzant. How's that? That's an extra 30 crowns. I, uh, I think that sounds good. That'll be 230, I think. He'll total. hold out his hand with shake on it. She uh, stoops down a little bit and shakes your hand, and then she says, all right, well, I must be back to uh, party planning business. If you want to talk to the boy, uh, he's in the basement. What do you guys do? Should we talk to the boy? It sounds like a good plan to me. All right. I will start heading down. All right, so you go to the back of the building where there's this big staircase. There's one going up and there's one going down. Uh, you go to the basement, um, and as you come around uh, to the back of the basement, you go and you see like there's a lot of storage stuff here. Uh, you can smell some like of the food being stored down here. Uh, but you hear. <laughs> The snoring coming from around like one of the corners down here. Child. And you come around and you see there's this uh, young man, really, like a teenager with short blonde hair, asleep with like crumbs on his face on this like stack of mattresses. What do you do? Don't wake the poor boy. We are only going to ask him some questions. I do not see the harm in letting him go back to sleep afterwards. Oh, all right. Excuse me, young man? You don't don't have to wake too fast if you don't want to. Here is um, some artwork for him. Uh, But he starts up, a little bit of drool coming down one side of his face. He's got crumbs all over him. Uh, He looks so cool in that picture, and you're making him sound so not cool. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like his name is Tyler. He looks looks like he belongs in a boy band. Now, this doesn't mean anything to any of you, but he looks like your rival from Final Fantasy VIII. Cypher or something? Huh. Uh, You're right. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know. Nothing at Uh, all. He just looks cool. He said, I haven't seen you around here. Did uh, Louise send you? Yes. Oh, pardon me. You're you're an an elven person. (laughs) Pointy ears and all. I've never seen... One of your type. Blunt. I like him. <laughs> and he looks at you. He's like, hello, Sir Dwarf. And uh, uh, you, uh, can I help you? Yes. We were told that you had a map leading down to the area where the warg might be. Yeah, I do. Uh, it be no warg, though. A monster came out from under the ice during the sh- first shift and oh. killed the car boys. We are here for this season. Father says it dragged him under the ice. I didn't see it so well, but it weren't no warg, Madam Elf, I tell you. Father sent me to get help, but uh, it it did it definitely be no wolf like this woman Louise thinks. A wolf won't swim in, in the cold unless it's necessary, and they'd never hunt alone. I would ne'er venture to the lake if I were ye. And what was your name again? M- me name be Ogar. I come from the village uh, the, on the shore of Link Tinkered. Withost be the name. Are you tasked to go uh, find this beast and slay it? That we is correct. Oh, be take great care when going on the lake. It 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 can jump up and 
and, and bite a man and swallow him all in one gulp, I tell you. Oh, he's large. Indeed. No warg, no wolf. Is he a, a man tall? Two man tall? I did not get a good look at him, Sir Dwarf. Hey. Were you able to see the size of the hole that it left in the ice when it jumped up? Nay, Madam Elf. Uh, he came through one of the ice curtain holes, so I could not get a good appraise on it. And I did run away quite fast. And that was probably a very good idea. You are a smart young man. Ah, uh, about how large were the holes that you cut in the ice? Oh, they can be quite large, miss. We can cut them up to two men in length, if not even three. Well, we have our maximum size at least. Mm. Was the creature longer than it was tall? It... Was it about the size of a bread box? It seemed about... <laughs> you I love that how that question, question actually fits in here. They would have a literal bread box. I'm going to make this kid racist against elves. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I could persuade the kid because he's also human, but I have nothing to persuade him with. Uh, I, I, I do not know. I have no knowledge of it, sir, madam. Uh, if, you, if you do go back to the village, could you tell me, father, Yong, Yongar, tell me I'm okay. Oh, I'll say hi, says hi to your folks for you. <laughs> uh, thank you, miss. C- could you say his name again, please? Yongar. Y-O-N-G-A-R. Yongar. And this kid's name is Olgar. O-L-G-A-R. I had it as O-R-A-G. Olgar? Me name's Olgar. I'm young, so I still have my teeth and can pronounce things. <laughs> now, Olga. Yes? Could we be borrowing that map of yours? Oh, she already handed you the map. Um, Okay. Whenever I asked earlier? Yeah, she handed the map directly to you guys. Uh, Um, You will notice that it's a little smudged in the middle. Oh, Oh, that that, that was the next thing. Yeah. Tell me about this much here. Oh, that must... It's not too much trouble. Yeah, it'd be no trouble. Uh, It must have happened on the way over. It's how I find this place. Uh, I can fix it for you. I think it got damped in the snow and smudged the ink. Hey, Do you have a pin? Go right ahead. Uh, I have a writing kit. Uh, he takes your writing kit and he fixes the map for you. Uh, so you have a pretty good idea of how to get to this village from here. Oh, thank you, young man. Hey, no problem. Uh, What's the, the craftsmanship map like? So what? What's the craftsmanship like? On the map? Yeah. It's pretty crude, um, but it gives you an idea of how to get there. You would know that it's probably going to take you a day, and you have like seven days to get this done, get the ice mm-hmm. shipped. So it's going to take you a day to get there. So we have seven days to kill the monster or to get the ice here? here. Get the ice there. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So about... We have five days five to kill days. the monster. Yeah. yeah. Or six days, including a day of travel. No, that's two days of travel to get there yeah, and back. There and back. Cool. We yeah. only have five days to take yes. care of our tasks. Yes. Mm-hmm. That gives Anyaf plenty of time to go ice fishing while she's there. Uh, Hrothnug is going to go upstairs and he'll find the closest sorceress. Mm-hmm. Er, do you lo- have a uh, library here with a uh, bestiary or some sort of monster tome? Uh, so you go up to uh, Katrin, which is the lady with like the, bl- the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, oh yes, we do have a, uh, a, bit, of a, a bit of a book collection for the society. Um, you need information on monsters? Is because they weren't there when uh, yeah. Louis talked to you. Oh, you're, yes, that would be quite helpful. Uh, 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 v- v- Viver, Viver, could you come over here? I'm intelligent too. And uh, 
Ainus. I'm also intelligent. Listen, Moya, in this group, my monster lore is unmatched. But... Of course it is. Of course, but uh, I am not much one for the book learning in such a way as will help out here. I'd have to take the book with us to go, and I get a feeling that uh, this lot's probably protective of their knowledge. So I don't know how many monster tomes they have, but it might be useful to learn a thing or two. I mean, perhaps if I were to ask... uh... They said they had a library. Uh, So, yeah. Could I ask one of the sorceresses if I could check out one of the books or borrow one um, for an extended period? It, would, it wouldn't take too long to read a section about wargs, would it? This isn't a warg. We would Oyer, be checking Ainus, against. This is most likely some kind of ice drake that's been living under a lake for... Oh, that went bad. This is more if likely you had the chance to change your some fate. kind of a ice drake that's been living under the lake for uh, I don't know a century or two. They can live forever if no one uh, kills them. But between me and Viv here, I think we could find it. Uh, so you ask about books, um, and Katrine says, "Well, I I don't know if I could let you." Uh, you know, walk out into the wilderness with some of our books because they are quite precious, but feel free. There's actually like some bookshelves in the main room. Um, there's not a lot of books on them. They're more like showpieces than anything. You get a sense that there's a really, the collection is being built and anything that's important isn't on display. But she says, oh, yeah, if there's anything here, I mean, by all means, help yourselves. Uh, my understanding is there's just some sort of warg thing uh, and if you look over the books, the there is a book called like about dragons, um, and there's some other books, some more like magically oriented monsters. You're in the north part of the continent where Kovir and Povis are. Um, the mountain ridge that kind of borders the top of the world is called the Dragon Mountains. Um, oh, yeah. This is actually, I think, a place referenced in the uh, short, a short story in the beginning of um, Sword of Destiny, but yeah. Not this place directly, but the Dragon Mountains are. So you're convinced this isn't what they think it is? Well, you know, I mean, I it's mean, like that's we what said. a witness says. As, uh, wargs are like just big wolves, you know. Are, uh, so I'm thinking it's some kind of actual dragon or a uh, creature made of ice summoned from something that ate these people taking ice from the lake or you know something obvious like that do you want to open that book at all look around in it uh, oh yeah you don't want nug to do it yeah but. <laughs> well, i mean like if nug guides us on where to go <laughs> i'm telling you no i meant like you have monster lore right no, no. oh so no, you, I do. you have Remember, the bravado nug thinks he knows a lot more than i gotcha he knows. i gotcha I have monster and lore. If you've traveled with Nug, you know this about Nug. I so gotcha. You open up the book and you thumb through it. Um, the book kind of in brief says, Dragons were once commonplace. The rule over the continent, absolute. Dragonfire was the bane of cities, and dragon appetites were a constant threat to the colonizers. Mages stood against these creatures. Witchers were created to fight them. Today, dragons ne- are nearly extinct. There are the occasional sightings of forktails and slizards, but these creatures are are to dragons as stray cats are to tigers. Dragons were brought to the brink of extinction by professional hunters like the famed Crinfid Reavers. 
alchemy ingredients from a dragon's body are among the most expensive and highly sought after by mages. The beast's mm. roasted tail is considered a true delicacy. Uh, basically, it's kind of an overview about like the history of dragons. Make a monster lore check, uh, Viverwin, as you look at this tome. Like I got zero in monster lore. I have, just so you know, zero in all things intelligence except 20. for one in wilderness survival and one in business. With a 20, I'll tell you that you are fairly certain this is nothing like a dragon. If it were a dragon, you would probably not have the boy to talk to. And also, you don't know why a dragon would live under a frozen yeah. lake. Uh, so like I was saying, I know the book probably are, uh, are, is uh, agreeing with me that some kind of dragon or a, a reptilian beastie maybe descended from the dragons. I think it's just going to be a big fish. This is, this is drow. <laughs> it's like some sort of big fish beast. Like if we're going to be talking about the the Netflix one, the one that swallows up Geralt. <laughs> yeah, in that one episode, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's all manner He's of dead underwater dead. beasts. He's fine. <laughs> Does he cut his way out from the inside? Oh, if it's that a fish, I'll right. just smoke it, that you know. Sounds right. Oh, smoked fish. Oop. Oop. Uh, oop. So what do you guys want to do? You're not really sure what this is. It's going to take you a day to get to the village. Um, and you do have a map. We could go ahead and go to the village and see if others have encountered this creature and we could get more information. Right. We should try to talk to Yongar too. Yeah. I have to say his hi to his folks. That's right. All right, so uh, you guys... Let's go then. You set out um, and you start out on the trail. Of course, switching back to my boots uh, instead of the fancy slippers. Before we set out on the trail, Hrothnug will pull out his crossbow, put a bolt in it, load it, and then put it back on his back. <laughs> Just so I can state that this has been done. Oh, but careful. Oh, it's all right. They're made for that. Do we have the safety turned on? on that uh, thing? What's a safety? That is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you set out on the trail. I um, have two safeties right here. It's probably about uh, midday. Jacob is wiggling his pointer oh, fingers. Yeah. Huh. Visual gag on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably like late afternoon, actually, when you set out. Um, and so you make your way. You go down the trail sort of the way you came, and then you start following the map. I need someone to make me a wilderness survival roll. I have a plus two. Can you one beat me? <laughs> I have a total of six. I have a ten with a plus two. So I'll do the wilderness survival roll. Okay. Little known fact... Inef spent some time in the wilderness as a child. So, wilderness survival, that's going to be... There. What statistic is that? Intelligence. Intelligence. Intelligence plus my wilderness survival plus whatever I roll. And All in right. The Witcher, there is no help action, is there? I don't think so. I, I haven't been so. able to find it in the book. <sighs> oh, crud. <laughs> I rolled a 2 plus 10 is 12 plus 2 is 14. 14. Unfortunately, you follow the map as best you can, but you are lost. Does the of map course. not like give us a bonus or anything? It does. Oh. You still didn't meet it. Oh, no. I rolled a two, okay? Um, what I would not give to have a witcher at my hip. Information tracking that bitch, Yennefer, so lucky. Later. Yeah, I see you're in need of a witcher. I might not be a witcher, but I am quite capable myself. What is your wilderness survival there, Nug? It's one. His oh. intelligence is five. <laughs> oh, I seem do to have want, gotten this lost. Do you want me to try? Uh, 
don't don't worry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You kind of lose your way. Uh, you know the general direction, but like you would maybe come around and you realize you've gone in a circle once. It's all the snow. And the day uh, is going on and the snow starts coming down harder and harder. And before you know it, it's you're in a blizzard. Oh, dear. And you can't find your way. Why don't I take us to the map? Later. The snow never bothered me anyway. Oh, you. <laughs> no, that's for me, okay? <laughs> Frozen. So uh, why don't you place yourselves on the map here? You know what you need to do? First roll of the game, and I just got us lost. You need to let it go. Go. All right, so you find yourself on this snowy trail. The wind is coming down hard with a lot of snow. Um, you're in snowy conditions, which are going to affect a bunch of different things. But more <sighs> importantly, you hear howling. And at first, you think... It's just the wind just screeching at you. But then you hear it more clearly when the wind has a brief lull. There are wolves on your trail. What do you do? Uh, draw my sword. I uh, draw my weapon and uh, my shield. I, uh, I want to climb a tree. You want to climb a tree? Yeah. There are trees here. Some uh, uh. snow-covered pine trees. Do you have to roll to climb a tree? Is it physical? Athletics, I'm guessing. Probably athletics. It could be physique. Why don't you make me a... Uh, could be physique. Athletics or a climb check. Do we have climb? Win. No, excuse me. Athletics or a physique check. Where Sorry. is athletics? <gasps> athletics is, is under dexterity. Dexterity. There's two different ways to climb a tree. There's the nimble way, and then there's the brute, brute strength. strength. Oh, God. <laughs> 15. 15? Yeah. All right, I'm going to say you can get up a tree with that. Um, you get, uh, and this is snow covered, so like the <laughs> snow comes and falls off of it as you go up. Mm -hmm. You Do will have anything? to keep a hand holding the tree, but you can get up about um, 10 feet, maybe 12 feet. Um, you don't see anything directly because of the blizzard. You want to stay up in the tree? Uh, for now, I want to try and see if I can spot things as they're getting closer. If we're going by the rules, it would be athletics. It would not be physique. Okay. Would you also I just like turn to climb to a the tree? Skills. Nug. Uh, I mean, it sounds like. To. Does it sound like more than one wolf? Oh yeah. Uh, and they're Nug, getting closer. Nug will try to climb. I a tree. guess I'm climbing a tree too. If everybody's going to be up there and I'm going to be alone, I'm climbing. So that is a four plus seven for Nug. Okay. And Nug rolled eight plus four plus seven is 19. So you had a four in athletics or a four athletics, in dexterity or athletics and then an eight, but it's reduced to seven for armor stuff and a uh, dex. Okay. And uh, I rolled an eight. So what's that total? 19. 19. You have an easier time of it uh, getting up, despite your stout but short stature. All right, and I, too, am going to climb a tree. Oh, finally, a good roll. I got an eight plus my rank of three, which is 11, plus my skill, which has been decreased to five due to armor. So I got a 16. All right, you also get up. In the tree, Nug will put his sword away, or he probably put his sword away to climb. He will sit there and pull out his crossbow. All right. I don't have a distance weapon. Ooh, that's uh, not very good planning right there. I needed more money. 
you know, I told you whenever we were in the last town, <laughs> I could lend you some money, but no, nobody ever takes up the whenever she offers money. It's because I'm an elf, isn't it? I don't want to trouble you. Well, I have to say, it is kind of troubling now that you don't have a distance weapon. Uh, okay, so you wait a few minutes, the howling gets louder and louder. And then you see a pack of wolves run up. He got a red eye. Led Led by a a larger wolf with one eye that's like milky white and one that's glowing red. They howl and the warg takes a running leap at Nug. Nug is... I rolled for it. He scrambles up the tree and goes to bite at Nug. And that's where we'll pick up next episode. No! No! You are the least choicest nug. <laughs> that's that's a fair assessment, Derek. <laughs> uh, Not my boy, my baby boy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work at youtube.com slash Music. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfie. Our theme music for this season was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.